Welcome to January's Wrestling 20 Years Ago ECW Edition. My name's James, and uh, I will now pass you over to the host of the programme, one Christopher Lacey. Christopher, how are you today? Wonderful, old Bean. How the devil are you? Sir? Not too fucking bad, thank you very much. Fucking splendid. Beautiful. Let's get the swear words out there nice and early. Cunt. <laughs> and no, that is not getting edited out. So, we are here with a pay-per-view month, but first... Two news headlines. We do indeed. The first of which is RVD breaks his ankle. So RVD has suffered a broken right ankle at the ECW house show at the end of the month. He's expected to miss at least six to eight weeks Ooh. of action as a result of it. His cast will be ready to be removed in about three weeks and then he'll need a few more weeks to recover. Both RVD and ECW owner Paul Heyman are very frustrated about the timing of this injury as at the end of this month we start to get a, a little bit of a build that looks like it was going to be RVD versus Mike Awesome and Sabu oh. in a freeway for oh, the title yeah. at the next pay-per-view but that you know plans change card subject to change and all that wonder it's a big loss yeah, uh, you wonder if they'll keep him on TV in some way shape or form to just well he's still the chat still TV champion yeah do they have a 30-day compete thing like a lot of uh, companies do? I don't know. They'll, they'll wing it somehow. Mm. And the other part of the news, ECW are not at the Slammies, but they're at the Grammys. So, a song from the Hardcore Music CD has been nominated for a Grammy. Motorhead's version of Enter Sandman by Metallica was nominated for the Best Heavy Metal Performance this year. Mm. And upon hearing this, Paul Heyman has said... It's the worst fucking song on the album. I thought Bruce Rick Dickinson's version of The Zoo was best. But if they want to give it to Lemmy, I hope he wins it. And then when he dies of alcohol poisoning, leaves it in his will for me. Fair so. fucks. Yeah, can't argue with that. Like, I like Lemmy. Um, I don't think I've actually listened to the album. Maybe that's something we need to do. We've already done a special on the album. No, yeah, but I haven't fucking listened to it, have I? So you'll have to send me that over. Yes. Uh, yeah, fair. Can't argue with that. Is Lemmy not immortal? Well, I've is he not fueled by Jack Daniels? Is I that think, not literally his blood type now? I think Jack Daniels and Marlboro is, you know, his life. Literally, is is carbon dioxide and oxygen mix. Yeah, yeah I think if he just, stops, if he stops drinking, yeah, it's another Keith Richards in that respect. Yeah, and Ozzy. He's, yeah, he's a miracle to modern science. That yeah. nothing quite makes sense that he's still here. And you know, no ailments that we know of. Well, the puff nut giant fucking boil on his face. What's that all about? Like, fucking take a pin to it. Come on. <laughs> it's been there forever. Yeah, gimmick. I suppose. So, first month TV is literally just a build up to the pay per view. So, we are going straight into the pay per view review, which is ECW Kill is charged. Opening up the show, Cyrus being the evil office and gives it full pissing on Gertner trying to be dirty and filthy 
has his little glove. You know, the same old, same old stuff that we get from Cyrus. Yeah, it's grown a bit thin there, isn't it? Yeah, it was novel the first couple of times. Yeah, no, it's just like it's the same old shit. So we go into our first match, which sees C.W. Anderson going against Mikey Whipwreck. Mm. C.W. Anderson is presented by Louis Dangerously, who looks awfully familiar. And sounds awfully familiar as well. Would be sign, would that be Sign Guy Dudley? Mm. Mikey jumps him and beats down C.W. Uses Billy Wilde, who is also out with C.W. as a weapon on C.W. With doing a drop toe hold and making him hit him in the nuts. Mikey to the outside with a stun gun onto the railing. CW into the ring and hits a super kick and a power slam and gets a two and puts in the boots. Puts in a tight angle armed DDT for a two count. Mikey tries a tornado DDT, but that's counted into a leg sweep. Top rope clothesline gets a two. CW with some punches. Mikey hits the whippersnapper for a two. Billy gets there and gets the win. Good little opener. You know, a bit different to not have Cruiserweight or attack. WCW, isn't he? Yeah. Has he come back quite recently? Back about a month or so ago. Yeah, so he's not been back too long. No. So this is probably his first full appearance. Yeah. Um, and, you know, better Still than wears his edgy wasted. teenage boy shirts, which yes. I find hilarious. Like, obviously... Such a Dungeons and Dragons boy. I was going to say, is he going to go wrestle or play Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> yes. Like, obviously it was a roll of a dice to decide. Um... <laughs> But yeah, like, I, I do like Mikey Whitrow. I take the piss, but no, I, th I think he's solid. Like he's good to see. Very ECW esque, yeah, looking dude. Like he's n not a body guy. He's not what you'd imagine you see in the Fed or anything like that. And I, it was one of those. I was surprised that WCW um, picked him up actually. Well, I mean, it was Did for the him, was it for the cruiserweights? Yeah, yeah. He's a bit tubs for a cruiserweight, isn't he? Like, and doesn't do the high flag or no, anything. No, that the but the, do. the good thing with the cruiserweights is, I mean, with WCW, you did have a few that were a bit more grounded. I mean, like Guerrero would got the top rope, but it'd also be a lot grounded. Yeah, he's got Dean. Yeah, Dean, a bit Silver Dean. Silver King. Yeah. He's a big lad, yeah. Yeah. And then clips and flops. No, so I mean, you, I think it's always nice to have that combination there to work off each other. It just mixes the matches up a bit. And uh, I really like C.W. Anderson. What a I surprise. Think yeah, yeah, I think there's something about him. Maybe because Arn's one of my favourite wrestlers and he's obviously a homage to my boy. Um, uh, he, is, he, he does hit a good spinebuster. He has a good spinebuster. You know, if you're going to give yourself the last name Anderson and do that, there's one move you've got to make sure you can fucking hit well. Yeah. And he does. <laughs> so yeah, I like it. I wasn't too sure about the fat lad who came out with him. Oh, what, Billy Wild? Yeah, Billy Wild, Billy Wilds, obviously. He looks just a like, generic jobber. Well, he looks like he calls bingo at Butlins, doesn't he? Let's be yes. fucking honest. Yeah, so I mean, I've not seen him wrestle though, so I mean, he might surprise me, but yeah, I couldn't see who he was meant to be in the grand scheme of. Well, it's because obviously Louis Dangerously yeah. is. The idea is he's doing a Dangerous Alliance yeah. Mark too. But because obviously you've got Anderson as Anderson. Yeah. But I couldn't figure out who he, he was meant to. Was he meant to be Bobby? Yeah, he's, he's trying to. He's beautiful Billy Dangerously. So I've gone for or Billy Wilde. Or yeah. Billy Wilde, yeah. So he's basically taken beautiful Bobby. But he's not even got a mullet. He hasn't got the a mullet. Fuck. And he doesn't hit. They should have bleached Mike hand. Awesome's hair. <laughs> oh, yes. oh, that would have been fucking incredible. Ah, uh, book it. Book it. So, the next match is a six-person tag match, 
with Doring Roadkill and Simon Diamond going against Nova Kid Cash, or should I say Kid Rock? I was going to say fuck me and Jazz. Let, let's get that out of the way first. So David Cash, yeah, has been you know there or thereabouts for the past couple of months, mm. and now has gone full fucking Kid Rock. You could easily mistake the two, which is yeah. the most surprising thing. Like you've always had that thing in wrestling where somebody will do a fucking gimmick of somebody famous, but just how similar they look. He's even got the same clothed. back tap. Yeah, his name is Kid Rock. Or but, Cash. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which one was which anymore. But no, like that's the first time I've seen him. I thought he was excellent. I really enjoyed. He is spots. really good. The thing is, yeah. as you said, he's been flown about using his shoot. David yeah. Cash stuffs, yeah. sort of, you know, getting a few squash matches, you know, being being beat by the bigger boys, but you know, putting mm. in a good show for himself. Yeah, I reckon giving him this Kid Rock gimmick will be mm. his sort of way into a prominent role. I reckon that woman who came out with Danny Dorn and Roke will certainly bring some new assets. Ah, oh, Electra, yes, yeah. <coughs> uh, anyone who's been watching this, oh knows will know her. Oh, she's, she's in that? Issue. Yeah, she's a stripper in the the TV Well, bar fuck me, that's not typecasting. So yeah, I thought she was going to be the nuclear physicist that helps James Bond. <laughs> Surprisingly not. Yeah. So we open the match with Doring and Jazz. Shoulder block by Doring. Jazz gets a roll up for a two. Roadkill in with a tag, and in comes Cash. Cash hits some arm drags and drop kicks. Bulldog, and Doring in. Jazz goes after Simon with some chops. We then get a brawl outside. Jazz hits a monkey flip, acid drop, and Jazz Stinger on Simon for a two. Dick Hurts comes out to help Simon. Cash hits a cannonball on the two of them. Jazz chokes Dick. Cash and Simon brawl to the back. Nova hits a DDT for a two. A neck breaker on Roadkill. And an elevator drop to Doring. Roadkill and Nova hit a hot tag each. And a big, a big splash followed by the bareback for a big two. Slash. Yes. Roadkill front slam from the second rope and then a second rope elbow. Side slam and Doring hits a top rope elbow that gets a two. We then see the return of Chris Chetty. Mm. He comes out to try and lean out the odds. Nova hits a spine buster. Chetty beats down Roadkill and Doring. A tope to Roadkill followed by Nova hitting a tope and then Doring hitting one of his own. Chetty slams Electra. Doring hits a double arm DDT. Roadkill hits a top rope splash and gets the win. Mediocre tag match. Nothing special, nothing to write at home about. No, I mean, I always like to see Jazz. She's one of my favourites. And I like the way she's booked, where obviously you can't deny that ECW does have an issue with the way it books its women yes. and how they're going to be perceived on the show and the what the fans yell at these get women back, yeah, get yeah. Back. and yeah. it's nice to see Jazz sort of breaking that mould yeah. so I mean kudos to Heyman for booking a lot of that and uh, so I, I really like Jazz and um, it, yeah. it's good that she's in there against people like Diamond and well, the thing is who that, aren't massive Yeah, because she, she's not a small lass you know, no. she's quite tall and she comes across as legitimate yeah. as well like you're not going to for love nor money you're not going to buy Buda McGilligatty beating the shit out of anyone other than Ponzi yeah 
uh, to be fair, I want to beat the shit out of Fonzie, you toothless fuck. <laughs> but like, you can't, yeah, someone like that or, um, uh, Francine. Francine, yeah, I couldn't remember her name for a fucking second. Even, even Sonny. Yeah, yeah, you just don't, I mean, you can understand them like, getting involved in like, grabbing the guy by the hair or a distraction like that but you yeah. wouldn't you wouldn't buy for one second maybe taking their shoe off and trying to fucking stab someone in the eye maybe yeah you're not going to buy them legitimately going toe to toe with somebody like Simon Diamond no or somebody like Danny Doran or somebody like that yeah so yeah I really enjoy Jazz and I'd like to see a lot more of her um, after the match we do see the duds come down and beat down everyone I don't know who these duds the are the dub dups Dubs, is it? Yeah, D U P P S, I believe. Uh, so I haven't only seen them in a very brief highlight on TV last month where they were just shown beating someone up. Mm. They've not had any other TV time for the rest of the month. Yeah, Seems a bit I, of a weird thing to chuck them on a pay per view, do a beat down, and then yeah, have um, nothing else. I have seen them on an American Independent, but I couldn't remember which one it was. Um, but yeah, I, I've not really seen enough of them to really know much about them. Um, so it, the thing is, it's one of those. If they'd have had a payoff, yeah. that at the end of it, you know, they'd have been seen later in the month on TV or did anything, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. But we don't see them again for the rest of the pay, rest of the view, yeah. or rest of the month. Yeah. So it it just seems a bit of a bit silly booking to put them in like that mm. for them to do absolute fuck all they were in Memphis ah. that's what it was because I watched a bit of Memphis um, so yeah they were there um, it's just an ECW version of the fucking Godwins really isn't it yeah do you know what I mean yeah they just yeah. do they walked out of the swamp full fucking yeah, like, camos I mean I'm, we'll just have to see where it goes but pass so no real shit either way. I guess. Yeah. Well, to be honest, yeah. like it's just like they were there. If I see them again, I'll then make my mind up because I need to see more of it than just a run in and yeah. all that. Fans didn't really react overly, from what I remember either. So they again, no one's really seen them on telly. Yeah, there's nothing to go by, is there? No. So we follow that with Mike Awesome doing a promo saying, well, I say Mike Awesome doing a promo, it's mostly Judge Jones, saying that Awesome is awesome and he will kill Spike. We then get a very passionate promo by Spike, which you'll hear now. Take a look, Mike Awesome. That's your handiwork, man. That's a tough guy. You're the world champion. You go knocking out girls' teeth. You got a problem, man. You got to deal with me. You got to deal with me on a pay-per-view. Made of... What? What? You think I'm fucking acting here? You want me to do a fucking throw-up? You want me to do a cross-up? You want me to be a fucking act? I'm not acting. Mike Awesome, I'm going to hurt you. I'm not acting. I don't fucking act. That's why I don't let me talk about it. Mike, I'm going to fucking hurt you. So Spike dropping F-bombs saying that this isn't a fucking gimmick and that he wants to kill Mike Awesome for smashing the teeth down his girlfriend's face. Yeah, that was amazing. First of all, I would just like to point out that when Mike Awesome did cut a small promo, he was great. Yeah. So why the fuck does he have that Judge Jones twat with him? It's completely unnecessary. 
Orson can obviously handle a promo himself. Yeah. So I just don't get why he's there. Spike, I do like some realism in my promos, and it felt real. I don't necessarily like that break in the fourth wall thing where it's like, oh, you want me to cut a promo? You want me to cut a promo? You're like, you don't need to fucking do that. Yeah. Like, being ragey about it was enough. Yeah. You don't necessarily need to break that fourth wall. So, I mean, uh, but apart from that, I mean, it was excellent. And his girlfriend looks exactly like Garth from Wayne's World, which I thought was quite funny. Yes. Yeah, I don't know if that's deliberate. <laughs> I thought it was Garth from Wayne's World. I thought it was Dana Carvey. So, we follow this up with what's meant to be Tajiri and Super Crazy Pick Your Partner's Dream Tag Match. <sighs> so, <sighs> so, Karina comes out and says that Tajiri and Crazy will tag together even though they're meant to be opponents. So, this brings out Paulie, who cuts this wonderful bit of promoing. Super crazy. I mean, 
Steve Carino, who as much as I like him, is completely obsessed with getting himself over. And he does it without taking bumps. Disgusting. I hate guys like that. Oh, yeah. Hey, Carino, how dare you not pick me? Everybody knows Little Guido is the number one draft pick for this tag match. Well, that's a darn shame, Guido, because as the most powerful man in extreme championship wrestling, I pick what the match is. You're going to pick my match? Oh, yes, I am. Quite a quandary you're in, Guido, not having a partner for this one. You, you see, Guido, out. you need to get it. He needs to get it, just like these millions of people need to get it. I call the shots around here. You may have to call him in for a meeting, Joey. And to call the shots around here. Can we get a camera on Paul Heyman? There's the owner and executive producer. Uh, excuse me, dickhead. Start arm bars, reversals. Flynn hits a snap mat. Super crazy misses a crossbody into arm drags and more reversals. They stand up and shake hands. Lynn hits some boots. Super crazy hits a tilt-a-whirl -well arm drag and in come to Jerry and Guido. Guido hits a massive slap. To Jerry kicks him in the head. Handspring, head kicks, chops. Guido puts on an arm bar. Lynn comes in with an arm smash. Forearms, corner clothes on, but to Tajiri turns it into a tarantula. Guido and Crazy are in. Super Crazy hits a German for a two. 
and then goes to the floor. Lin hits a top rope splash, and Taz Ta Tajiri hits the SIE moonsault. Guido and Super Crazy go off into the crowd to brawl, leaving Tajiri and Lin in the ring. Tajiri puts Lin in the tree of woe and hits the low drop kick. We go back to the crowd where we see T Super Crazy hitting a balcony moonsault. Tajiri hits a spin kick to Lin. Lin goes up and hits a sunset bomb. Pair of hurricane runners and Lin hits a German suplex for a two. Tajiri hits one of his own for a two. Power bombs. And then Lin and Guido come in and both hit tornado DDTs for a two. Guido hits a leg drop face bruster, gets a two. Super Crazy hits a power bomb and moonsault. Tajiri missed Super Crazy and hits a DDT on him, which gets a two. Double power bomb for a two. Super Crazy hits a pile driver for a two. Guido hits the Tomikaze on Lin. See, tag team partners working together so mm. well. Tajiri kicks Crazy in the head, hits a massive brain buster on Jerry Lin and gets the pin. I fucking love this tag match. I really enjoyed it. You'd be surprised here. Um, but again, Super Crazy, Tajiri, they weren't facing each other, so it was different enough for me. I really like Jerry Lynn as well, so that was a winner. Guido, he's an excellent Guido's hand. Solid. He's an excellent hand in the ring, and I don't mean that in a detrimental way. Like if you want to put someone over and make someone have a good match, yeah. he's he's an ideal choice to put in that position. Um, it's just one of those of you just you know that you're always going to get a fucking great match with him. Yeah, but it's one of those of is there anything else? Yeah, yeah I think he'd like you I've can't really him. see him in WCW or the Fed you could see him in some sort of managerial role yeah potentially if they do like uh, a big couple of Italian heavies or something like an FBI style thing but you could fully understand him as a mofi twatty manager right yeah like just winding the crowd up and being a snotty little shit but can also take the hide and when the, yeah, when the faces get hold of it because he's a trained wrestler unlike a lot of the managers he's going to take a fucking good bump yeah you know what I mean not that a lot of managers don't but you could see him almost having Jimmy Hart-esque yeah he because when I was a kid fuck me did I hate Jimmy Hart I wanted him dead yeah dead as a child so you could see something like that working potentially but yeah I mean say he's solid in the ring and I'm never going to moan if he's on my telly um, it's to be he's one of those of you can put him in with anyone yeah like we've seen yeah. him we've seen him have matches with Lance we've seen him have matches with fucking Ratface we've mm. seen him have matches with RVD obviously yeah. crazy Tajiri and his style can mesh with yeah and everyone. I mean the thing is when he's got like uh, Big Sal on the outside and anyone else he comes out with yeah then like you can actually put him in a title match of some description he will come across as a threat not necessarily on his own but as a group there's yeah. always that chance of some shenanigans so yeah I, I like him I think he's really good so post match Carino calls out Dusty Rhodes he does Dusty comes in and hits elbows to everyone that is until Rhino comes out, hits a fuck off gore. Yeah, spears him out of his fucking cowboy boots, doesn't he? And then the rest of the locker room comes out to make the save. What are your thoughts of Dusty in EC dub? Weird. 
It's like, the one thing that you would never what, expect. Like, what happened with him in WCW? Do we know? Did well, he just leave? Was his contract up? Um, well, it was in that sort of turmoil when Russo was getting sacked and all the new people were taking yeah. over the book and who knows who was running what. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think at the point when Russo came in, he got shown the door. Yeah. Um, and Dusty being Dusty, he can't be away from wrestling. Yeah, I mean, I think you, you can certainly see them using him in the Terry Funk role. Yeah. Like where he's this legend that may have a little short-term run there, put a couple of the guys over. That'd be a good way to build someone like Carino up. It's the thing. This yeah. I, I want to see with the amount of shit that Carino's been doing. If you think, yeah. for, it's gone from him calling out fucking Limp Biscuit. Yeah. To calling out fucking Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. And you just want to see him get a punch in the fucking face. You just want to see him get fucking hiding, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, you can see them. And the thing is, as nice as a Dusty win would be, he doesn't need it. Carino needs yeah. to be elevated to that next level because you can certainly see them making him but, possibly a contender for RVD's throne or possibly thing. even the world title with, with the way he is on the mic and everything yeah well, it's that, that king of old school thing yeah if he's going full in for this king of old school gimmick hmm. beating Dusty yeah how much cred does that put behind that whole gimmick the only thing that would add cred to it is if it's a Texas ballroom match yes you need an old school bloodbath NWA style gimmick match oh fuck yes something you got in Texas something like that so yeah Texas bull rope bunkhouse bunkhouse oh, fair, no, no, no. Uh, but that sort of thing do you know what I mean something where there's going to be the one with the old fucking cowbell on it is that, yeah. that is the Texas bull yeah. rope match, isn't it? so something like that where both of them can like Dusty had a few of them back in the day didn't he Carino probably bleeds like a stuffed pig if he wants to and the fact that he's blonde he's going to do yeah he's gonna go he'll like do flat. the fucking job yeah so I mean I can that would be the match I would want those two to do yeah if I mean obviously Dusty's going to have a lot of stroke with what he does and doesn't do there so that will be interesting to see but it is leading to a match there's no two words yeah. about it but it's just what type of match will we get as long as it's not one like if Karina wins, I think Karina's got to win under his own guise as well. I don't think he'd have Rhino interfering or Jack Victory or anything like that. Yeah, it's got. He need be... he needs one hundred percent of that showing. Yeah, just do it on your own. So, as uh, we all know, it's that time of the day where New Jack does New Jack things. New Jack does indeed do New Jack things. So it is New Jack versus Angel. Uh, so New Jack, as always, comes out with weapons, and we get a weapons brawl. One Pablo Angel, yes, former Aston Villa striker. Top rope elbow onto a car hood on the floor, mm. and a vacuum cleaner to the balls. Yeah. The rest of the ballies come in to try and beat on Jack, but Jack takes them down one by one. Off they go into the crowd, and oh, what a surprise! New Jack does a balcony dive through a table. Mm-hmm. Angel takes advantage as they go back into the ring. New Jack stables Vito. Angel smashes Jack with a shovel and gets the win. It was a New Jack match. It was what it was. <laughs> like, if I was there live, I'd probably fucking love it. But when you watch New Jack matches on TV, and he's on pretty much every pay per view, it's the same thing. Like, and that's no disrespect because I thought he was 
fucking brilliant in Smoky Mountain if you've seen any of that. Yes. Uh, when he was the gangsters with Mustafa, like I saw them as faces, weirdly, but they were booked as heels. But everything they said was correct. <laughs> um, but it's just uh, it's one of those situations where it just gets a bit like the more you do something, the less entertaining it is. It's the thing with New Jack. I would quite happily see him disappear for six months. Yeah, even three and, months would help. And I wouldn't miss him not being on the show, no. doing New Jack things, and yeah. then have him come out at the end of end of someone's match who's getting double teamed or something, and yeah, go full New Jack. Yeah, that's fine. But I mean, as I say, it's just one of those things where, when every pay per view he does exactly the same match. Which again, if you're there live, I'm sure it's fucking great to watch. It's going to help build the atmosphere and all that. But watching it on pay-per-view, or you're just like, I've seen this. Yeah, it is. I've seen this. This offers me nothing. It's not advancing anything. It's not achieving anything. It is one of those where it is... It's been... New Jack does New Jack for the past, what, three years now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think PN News was a great loss. Yes, we, we have lost PN News from the Baldies. Yeah, um, don't know the exact reason behind that. Whether he's just there on a short-term thing or he just. I've, I've, from from what I have heard, mm. it is just a he was paid a cash in hand to turn up and then got told not to turn up. Oh, fair enough. So he wasn't under a contract or anything. It was yeah, just a like, nightly. Yeah, per night deal. Yeah. And uh, one of those of yeah, we haven't got money. Yeah. Or don't want you. Fair. Yeah. But yeah, he isn't coming out doing yo baby yo baby yo. So that's where they fucked up. You see. Yeah. If it had been full proper PN news, mm-hmm. it'd been up there with awesome. Yeah. Well, that'd have been a well total match. I'd pay. Exactly. Good money to see. Mm-hmm. So next we have the TV title match between RVD and Sabu, with the stipulation that if Sabu loses, he will leave. So, RVD starts with a low kick, Sabu hits a low drop kick, and they brawl to the outside. Sabu does air Sabu, and then back in, Sabu with an armbar slingshot and side kick for a two. RVD cartwheel splash gets a two. Sabu shunts RVD off the top rope into the railings, hits a low drop kick, and then the triple jump splash into the crowd. RVD hit with some kicks, and then a corkscrew leg drop and a cannonball plancher. Sabu powerbomb to the floor. Top rope dive onto the floor for a table over the railings. Sabu then tapes up his knee because at that top rope dive where it was on the railings, he basically just smashed his knee straight into the railings. That was grim. And Sabu being Sabu, he just fixes it up with some tape around it. We then get a sword fight with chairs. Sabu hits a chair shot and then puts on the cow clutch leg drops boots and then accidentally hits the ref with a sidekick hits the triple jump moonsault then the triple jump leg drop and gets a two count rvd with a drop kick to the chair then a van dominator sabu stops the five star rvd blocks a hurricane rana and hits a split leg for a two count fonzie won't give a chair to either man because fonzie's playing it right down the middle so rvd hits him with a van dominator Sabu hits a stiff lariat, triple jump splash, but RVD uses the chair, goes up top, hits the five star, and gets the win. Good match. 
you know, not the best I've seen between both of them. But yeah, it felt a bit sloppy in places. Like they were just a bit off. I think with Sabu blowing his knee mm. early on, I think that didn't help yeah, the latter part of the match. Because I'm never quite sure. Because they make such a big deal about him doing things like that. I'm never quite sure what bit's reality and what bit's just part of his gimmick. Do you know what I mean? So it's always 99.9% of wrestling's bullshit. Yes. Like it's, even when they say, oh, this has happened, I never fucking buy a word of it. Because they just, they, it's carny as fuck at the end of the day. So even with stuff like that where you think, oh no, that's legitimate, you just don't know. No, but um, as I said, we, we saw how his leg yeah went into that off the top rope dive yeah but again you can't it's Sabu does he you, have I was going to say can you rule out him just doing that on purpose yeah that's that's what I'm saying yeah but again is that me just buying into his gimmick as a fucking lunatic true but it's just yeah I just it, it certainly wasn't their best match and again it's one that been so well too many times to yeah Gorilla Monsoon the, the, the one thing that really fucked me off in this match yeah was Fonzie he fucks me off in general you know I, I don't mind him when it's just one or the other and he's like you know passing the chair to RVD and holding mm. it there so he can do yeah the, the side kicks the, and stuff yeah when it's a match like this he's going to be almost the focal point well, he was trying to fucking be definitely anyway yeah. I mean I will <sighs> this is hard for me to say because we all know how I feel about Bill Alfonso but I didn't dislike his promo where he went between RVD and Sabu. Yeah. And he basically gave more or less the same fucking pep talk. I quite like that. Yeah. But truth be told, in any other manager's hands, I think that would have been even better. Yeah. I. It was a bit more coherent than normal, which is a start. Yeah. Um, I still think ECW should cite the subtitle in. That would help me... <laughs> no end but yeah I mean it was fine but again as I say whether he did blow his knee out legitimately but they, it just felt a bit off pace compared to what we've seen these two guys do to each other before so yeah there was that I mean it's just it's what it is and so Stips being Stips these days and not worth the contract they're written on do we really think Sabu will leave? Uh, is he owed any money? Um, well if, if rumours are to be told, I think everyone's owed money. Right. So, yeah, <clears throat> I mean, he may be leaving, but, I mean, where's he going to go? He's already had a failed WCW run in the mid-90s, and I don't think that ended on exactly good terms, did it? Because no. he was there a very, what, he last three, four months? Yeah. Was it? So, like, you don't last three or four months in a wrestling company unless there's something fucking yeah. happened behind the scenes there uh, can you see the Fed using him no kind of in a weird way like you can sort of see it Though if you but the question you've got to ask is do they need him no yeah is he going to bring is he going to put any butts on seats it's the thing right if you look what they've done with Taz yeah obviously great impressive start at the Rumble Super. Come out. You couldn't have booked killing of yeah. You couldn't have booked angle. a better start. You look, Taz's WWF look with the Dudleys. They finally got the Dudleys. They're right. finding their feet. There's still work there, and um, working with the Hardys is going to help because both teams need elevating. Yeah, and both teams can elevate each other. 
Um, you, so you look at what they've done with people that have been big stars in EC dub. Yeah. RVD, obviously, you could just throw him straight in, and I, I don't think you need to do anything. You, you, you could, he put could him work straight in, in the mid card. Him, Jericho, thank very much. IC title matches. Yeah, he could work in WCW for the US. Yeah. Or he could easily, you could see him coming in and like RVD Benoit would also be quite sexual. Yes, um, now especially now that Benoit's in the Fed. Yeah, Guerrero RVD. Yes. Again. Um. I forgot the Malenko Malenko even well they were in ECW did they ever face off because Guerrero mm. was in ECW and Benoit were in ECW they, they? yeah they've all been through ECW have they faced off with RVD um, ever missed that Benoit would have been if Benoit RVD did was never on telly no. but then that would have been 95 and RVD was a very very different prospect back in 95 sure Um, I know Guerrero didn't and I know uh, Malenko didn't but obviously him and Saturn have had matches and yeah that could be quite fun again yeah yeah and you also got um, who else in the Fed would work well with him the thing is you could even see him going look someone like a Rikishi or something like that and yeah, just sort of potentially there's someone that could look impressive when he's doing the, the big splashes on mm. but you sort of say with Sabu you just can't you couldn't picture him you can't see him in there with anybody that's currently on their roster and no. not look a bit weird. Yeah. Because Sabu's gimmick is obviously a bit of a throwback where WWE are trying to be a lot more... Sorry, WWF are trying to be a lot more cutting edge. Yeah. With their gimmick, their gimmicks are a bit more edgy and things like that to almost have... Like, a slightly xenophobic pantomime villain. Yeah. Is just... Yeah, it would look as like... I mean, I could see them doing something with him but quite what that would be I don't know but I mean as I say we don't even know if this is fucking legit well as I said we see him at the end of the month obviously trying to get involved in the RVD awesome bit that we will talk about in the last episode of the month's TV Mm. but again this is ECW you know contracts aren't worth the paper that they're uh, printed on so next match is Tommy Dreamer and Raven in the tag team titles going against the Impact Players. So Lance and Justin take advantage and all four brawl outside and up to the entrance where Tommy and Raven lob them through tables with all merch on. Lance and Tommy back into the ring and Tommy skids a splash and gets a two. Clothesline and leg sweep combo. Tagged Tommy and neckbreaker, Lance in with a super kick. Justin boots and double drop kicks and a double backdrop for a two. Lance with a roll up gets a two and a chair shot roll up for a two for Tommy. Justin hits a drop toe hold onto the chair. Tommy hits a neck breaker onto the chair. Lance hits a super kick and Raven in, beats down both of them and hits his version of a drop toe hold on the chair to Justin. Justin hits that's incredible that gets a two. Lance hits a pile driver that gets a two. Tommy Backdrop, Lance through a table outside. Justin hits a chair shot. Francine comes in with a low blow. Dawn comes in and we get our obligatory catfight. Justin is about to cane Francine, but Raven makes the save, takes the shot, and then Justin hits That's Incredible and gets the win. I like this. Um, It was a decent match. What I really liked was good guy Raven. 
with the whole saving Francine and mm. he, he's very much oh isn't he such a good guy yeah it puts a new dynamic on their whole thing doesn't it um, you know edgelord to, to good guy yeah and finally the impact players get the tag belts yeah just incredible can fuck off but I love Lance Storm he is a rat face knacker and more Dawn Marie on my TV is never a bad thing not at all so we are going into our main event of the evening which sees world champion Mike Awesome going against Spike Dudley Spike comes out and literally puts tables all around the ring I get the feeling that's not going to work out <laughs> no. in his favour. To start, Spike starts with a jump, but gets himself gorilla pressed from the ring through one of said tables. Okay. Back into the ring, Beald from the ring through another double stacked set of tables. Then Awesome comes in with some punches and lobs Spike over the railings. Spike hits a slingshot splash. Awesome hits a fuck off lariat and an awesome bomb block spike hits a cannonball acid drop onto the railings and then some chair shots spike tries a tope but is caught and lobbed for a table spike then hits a top rope hurricane rana awesome hits a lariat and a top rope splash for a two spike hits some boots and a top rope stomp and a spear through to the outside awesome with a sick chair shot and a slingshot dive through the into the crowd. Spike gets posted and hits an apron acid drop through a table. Get in, he got one himself. Uses the TV cable to choke Awesome and then hits a top rope chair shot. Back in, tries a second acid drop, but gets lobbed through a table to the outside. Back in, tries another acid drop but that's blocked and hit, awesome hits a lariat. He goes up top and hits what I have termed a super mega awesome bomb through table mm -hmm. for the win. Because this awesome bomb from the top rope, he literally is standing up full tilt and holding Spike in the air, hitting that power bomb. It was a fucking massacre. It was, but... How over is Spike Dudley? In oh, the he fucking is. is. It was a bit hard to watch in places because of just how brutal it was. Chair, or oh, sorry, table bump after table bump after table bump. This is like the first few yeah. minutes, isn't it? Where yeah. you just get fucking gorilla pressed, then beeled, then bombed through a table, and just like, oh shit. Bummed through a table? Bombed. Oh, right, okay. Bombed, sir, yeah. not bummed. You said bummed. <laughs> Check your edits. Um, yeah, it's just one of those situations where he looked good in defeat. Like he took a lot of punishment but kept getting up. So that is that thing of booking somebody to get over despite losing. Mike Gorsum looked like an absolute fucking killer. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing for your guy who's still a relatively new champion. Still unknown a lot to American audiences yeah. potentially as well. Um Again, surprised WCW and the Fed haven't been sniffing around after even a couple of months of his performances. This is the thing. I'm surprised Vince hasn't seen him because he's oh, been a wet dream, fucking isn't big dream. Yeah, fucking hard Big shit. lad, massive Why do you say his big dick hurts? And Baracus was, but... Baracus. <laughs> we saw what happened to him. Yeah. So, I mean, it is... Um, oh, yeah, I mean, it was... As I say, some of it was a bit like, oh, wince-inducing, but... 
the glory of having somebody Spike Dudley's size who can take those bumps and is willing to do that sort of stuff helped Mike Awesome get over massively and yeah. say, Spike looks fucking brilliant this in defeat Spike got a few hope, shot, hope spots he, you know, he got to put him through a table with yep. he has to drop outside mm-hmm. so it's not like it was a complete and utter no. one-sided death no but, but that's it might what Spike well needs yeah you just need to hit a couple of knees just just to make the fans in the arena and at home bite yeah like because realistically nobody's gonna go in to that expecting anything other than a massacre no so for the massacre to start and then for just that uh, tiny few milliseconds of hope the fans just will automatically buy into that yeah and you're like what if imagine the fucking pop if somehow spike dudley beat him for the belt Oh, that People been... would have gone fucking bananas. Yeah. That would have been the big, biggest Dudley riot since Bubba Ray accused people of sucking dicks. <laughs> exactly. But um, would have been a nice it would have been a more joyous <laughs> riot. Like, can you have a joyous riot? I don't know. Um, but it is one of those where uh, it would have been really fucking cool to see that. But realistically, you can't have Mike Awesome losing to someone like Spike Dudley. But the fact that Spike Dudley did get a little bit of offence in... Um, as I said, just gonna help them fans in the audience by yeah. and at home. Like, you're just gonna go, oh fucking hell, really? Like, and you'll just take you out of that, yeah. out of that mindset where you think you already know it's gonna happen, which is always fucking cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was, it was, it was a good closer, definitely. So, what were your thoughts overall? Uh, I'd give it a B. Um, I don't think too much of the uh, sort of Danny Doring roadkill match that was okay. Um, say RVD and Sabu were a little off for me. Um, I didn't mind Super Crazy to Jiri. At least they weren't wrestling each other again. Yeah. I loved the Dusty Road spot. Hopefully that's going to lead to something big for Carino, which it's certainly all signs point to that being the case. I'm, I'm eagerly anticipating what's going to happen next there over yeah. probably everything else. Um, Spike and Mike Awesome was great because it made Mike Awesome look exactly what you need Mike Awesome to look like as the new dominant champion. As I say, Spike looked great in defeat in that. So I'd probably give it a B plus. Yeah, so it's like, with me, I was like, it's not the best show, but it was solid. There was nothing on yeah. here that was shit. There was nothing on here that you're like, well, fuck's sake. Yeah, there was yes. nothing that really made me groan. Well, yeah, you know, yes, New Jack Marie did. keeping a close on that's a bit groan <laughs> Yeah, yeah, New Jack did New Jack. Yeah, yeah, but like, I don't tune into an ECW show expecting New Jack to put on a Bret Hart esque technical classic. No, do you know what I mean? It's like if you know he's going to be on the show, you know what you're going to get. Yeah. So, like, I don't go and have a shit in the morning expecting it to smell of roses and be disappointed it smells like shit. Yeah. <laughs> like it's. Um, yeah, it's just one of those. Like you know, if you know he's on the cards, you know what you're going to get. You know he's going to come down the ring with a shopping trolley. You know you're going to hear natural born killers, hip hop music, and uh, you know you're just going to get lots of road signs to the head. Yeah, pretty and, much. And uh, like it was fun. Like you know, it works for most people, not for me, but I understand that it does have its place. Yeah. In ECW. 
um, whether that's all ECW be remembered for um, going forward whether that's what the fans just think ECW is maybe to its detriment because you do I, have some great wrestlers like Lance Storm I think the outside looks at it and thinks that's all ECW is yeah it's like you know it doesn't help that when on the opening bit of footage that they show for all ECW shows you've got mm. the Dudleys putting people through tables it's the New Jack point, doing yeah. fucking New Jack things Tommy Dreamer with Raven handcuffed to a cage hitting him with a chair mm. you know this they in the bump that they put on before a show it is all the hard hitting hardcore shit yeah it's not the yeah. great technical wrestling you wonder if that's going to be ultimately to their detriment though because obviously they're trying to cement themselves as the I mean they are the number three promotion yeah but they they obviously have aspirations to overtake WCW because that is massively on the wane yeah and is this sort of is the new jack style of wrestling is that going to be the thing that usurps WCW as no. the number two promotion but that's what it's almost like that's the horse they're backing yeah do you know what I mean and I think that ultimately that could be detrimental I don't fucking know but um, yeah, I I give a seven out of ten. Yeah, it is yeah. it is a decent show. You know, yeah, I mean it was watch it, it was watchable. Yeah, it's a non-offensive two and a half hours. So you can skip the New Jack match if that's not your cup of tea. But I thoroughly suggest watching my course of match. Lance Storm is always great. Um, even I enjoyed Tajiri and Super Crazy sharing a ring for the umpteenth time. For the umpteenth time, but again put a new dynamic on it a new spin by having them team together whether that'll be an ongoing thing going forward be interesting to see mm. um, yeah I mean it was fine as I say RVD Sabu was just a bit of a letdown but if if he is legitimately hurt himself it's understandable um, but they did just seem half a yard off each other yeah. which is unusual given how many times they've wrestled previously and how good the match quality is normally is between yeah. them two so I mean that would obviously to me that would sort of you would think well obviously he has hurt himself properly but I just don't trust wrestling enough to actually think that might be the case <laughs> yeah so we will go into TV post pay-per-view mm -hmm. um, beginning of the second week's episode we get Cyrus coming out making more rules as of the network Ugh, go away we get super crazy versus Guido Whee. with super crazy getting the win and Tajiri versus Lynn, with Lynn getting the win. Really fucking awesome match. Very yeah. much go away and watch. Uh, week Freeze TV sees Danny Doring and Roadkill going over Raven and Tommy, with Roadkill basically taking out Raven when Tommy gets distracted and. Ooh, tensions. Tensions between the two. Mm, looks as though they're changing the heel and face dynamic of that one though, doesn't it? Yeah. Looks like Tommy may be the one to turn on Raven. Or is it going to be a, a swerve-esque thing? Like, you just don't know. But it looks as though it's heading that way. Yeah, so we get Super Crazy vs Tajiri Yay. in a Mexican death match. Yay! Is that like a normal death match, but you have burritos afterwards? <laughs> Tacos. Tacos. You just go to... I was going to use Pedro's, but... Taco Bell. But anyone out of Norwich doesn't know what Pedro's is. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it's a fucking good match. It is exactly what you expect from these two. But it is 
these two again. Yeah. Um, we close the show with Awesome About to Cut a Promo, which he's cut off when he says that he's the whole fucking show by RVD. Whoopsie doodle. What a silly thing to say, young man. And just as RVD's about to start cutting a promo, out comes Sabu and jumps him. Yeah. Did he come from the back or from the crowd? From, from the, the crowd. Front. Well, at least they got that right. We then go into the last week's TV where Raven and Tommy are having a bit of a dispute backstage before their match. That's so Raven. Raven. Sorry. <laughs> Raven gets a little bit upset. Francine says, stop picking on Scotty. Oh, uh, using names. Scott. Oh. We see Tajiri beating Guido. Mm. Uh, Rhino and Carino beat Tommy Dreamer and Josh Wilcox, who is from the New Orleans Saints. He replaced Raven as Tommy's tag team partner. Different. And then in a very quick five minute squash, Mike Orson beats Spike to retain the title. Strange that. Not as brutal as the pay-per-view match. No, I don't think Spike would want to do two of them in a row. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but still, there was a few hype spots in there, but yeah. Spike be Spike. Mm. So, obviously, before, or when TV had finished airing at this point, obviously the plan was RVD, awesome, maybe Sabu, mm. freeway, but that was all before RVD has gone and fucked his ankle. <laughs> Yeah, how did he do that? Was it in match? Or? In match. Yeah. Um, they aren't sure at what point he did it. Yeah. But it is a broken fibula. Ooh. So yeah, the eight weeks is is uh, generous. Yeah, I, I think, think it'll be longer. Yeah, it's quite a conservative uh, eight weeks. Yeah. It's Mind so you, when you're a professional athlete in the shape of RVD or something like that, they do tend to have a habit of healing a lot quicker. And us average mortals, so you never know. Um, and it depends on the extent of the break, I suppose. Yeah, there's, um, there's lots of bits in it, but yeah. obviously he's in a boot for and a boot and a cast for the first yeah. three weeks of it, and they'll see where they are then. Yeah, but I mean, even eight weeks, you can certainly build up some ring rust, yeah, get a ring shape quite quickly. Um, I mean, I've never wrestled myself, obviously, I've taken a couple of bumps on concrete <laughs> for the greater good of the XWA um, but uh, it's one of those where you just see that I'm like ring rust is a real thing and ring sh you can do all the training in the world but in ring conditioning is so different yeah so I mean even eight weeks out of the ring and not being able to work out at all might have an effect on him and especially the way that he wrestles as well, well I mean lots of He's extremely flexible, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> but it's the thing. So, obviously, at the end of the TV month, we're thinking, oh, we're going to get RVD. I, I was really sort of mm. like, oh, RVD, so, title, title. Would it, Sabu in the mix too. Yeah. Would it be one of those where he has to give up the TV title in order to go for the world? Would that be a way of getting the TV title pretending? I, I mean, I hate fantasy booking. But would that be a, a way of getting the TV title off him to elevate somebody else into that position? It would make sense because the thing like is, if he has to go, well, you can't have both. Yeah. Like, if you want to go for the world belt, you have to Hand relinquish the TV yeah. in order to go for this, and then because what he's yeah. at twenty twenty months now. Yeah, but then again, awesome being so relatively new into his reign, still, can you afford to take the belt off him? quite so quickly it was, it was, it was, it, 
we don't know contracts because yeah. obviously as, as we always say with ECW the contracts they have are as fucking useless as bog roll well yeah exactly well no bog roll's pretty useful yeah. wipe your ass with it but you know you can't you can't say that it's going to be a definitive oh he signed this contract so he isn't going to yeah, go yeah like he's the thing is he may be on a six month deal or something he's what over halfway through that or yeah so I mean you just don't know because when ECW they it's obvious they just do not have that sort of money to tie anyone down long term. No. Um, I think the majority of people like Tommy Dreamer, like RVD, are probably there more out of loyalty yeah. than out of actually having anything signed. Yeah, I think the thing is, like, obviously, we all knew that obviously when the Dudleys were there, they were they were running the merch catalogues and sending the merch out and mm. sort of doing building bookings and. Is that it? You know, the people that are there, they're not just there as performers in the ring. Mm. A lot of the originals and the the people that are about there have yeah. other jobs as part of the company. You know, it's a very much a family feel yeah. type thing. So you know, I do sort of look at it and go, if awesome, because the thing is, you've got to look at it and go. You can't say that Orson's going to be here in six months' time. No, I mean the thing is now he's getting a little bit of notoriety in North America. Yeah. If, as I say, if WCW and the Fed weren't aware of him, they fucking are now. They are, yeah. Like if they're not sniffing around him, I'd be fucking surprised. Just looking at the guy, he looks like a million bucks. Yeah. He looks, he looks like a wrestler which you can't say about a lot of the guys in ECW. No. No disrespect to them, but, I mean, he looks like a wrestler. He looks like he'd have fit... In the fucking 80s. He would have yeah. been in Hogan era. Oh, uh, he'd have been built up to take Hogan on. He'd have been one of those that came in on a short-term thing. Um, built up to look strong. Alazus. Yeah, why did they never do that with the Warlord? I don't know. You take one look at the fucking Warlord, <laughs> yeah. a roidy McRoid face, and you're like, how did they not build this guy up to face Hogan? Yeah, point? He, like, he could have easily been a, a couple of month build. I mean, he Hogan was beat. the drizzling shit, but it was the 1980s, the majority of wrestlers were. Yeah. Like, and just looks alone, you look at the Warlord, and you're like, how did they not build him up to be a threat to Hogan? For at least one, like a three months, one yeah. pay per view build. Well, it's the same with like Barbarian, though, as well. Yeah, well, Barbarian, Warlord, Powers of Pain, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, any of those guys, to be fair. Like, not that this is wrestling 30 years ago, but um, yeah, I mean, it's just. Yeah, you can see you can see Mike Awesome sort of coming in and making quite a big impact on either WCW or ECW or, or the Fed, sorry. Um, if treated correctly, yeah. Uh, you wonder with the Fed whether they'd repackage him as something else. I, I think they'd do a little bit of some sort of a character on him. I think they might go with what they like what he was in Japan as the modern day gladiator type thing. Yeah, would that fit in their current era though, or or am I just thinking of how they brought Ron Simmons back with the blue helmet? You are. F they did yeah. fuck that with yeah. with Farouk, didn't they? But, yeah. Um, but it's fair. But then again, you look at some of the guys they've got now floating around the Fed with the likes of the Benoits, the Guerreros, 
Angle, Taz. Yeah. These aren't. These aren't. These are work rate guys. Yeah, like, that aren't characters as such. So you could see him in the Fed quite easily. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I don't think he's ever going to be anywhere near the world title in the Fed, but <sighs> it's always hard. the thing is. I mean, even Vinnie Mac. You, I don't think. Would I, if I was in Vince McMahon's shoes, give a wrestler a contract that I didn't see as a potential main eventer? Like, I understand there's spots to be filled, not everyone's going to get there. Yeah. But when you've got somebody as money as Mike Dawson, yeah. do I take him on and go, oh, mate, you're going to be a fucking great tag team champion with. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, or do you think to yourself, hang on a minute, I've got this six foot five guy. Like, granted he's got a mullet and it's the year 2000 but like I've got this guy he looks a million dollars athletic as fuck he's athletic he can hit moves cruiserweights can hit yet he weighs 125 pounds more yeah you're like I mean he hits moves like the Undertaker can hit moves like yeah. over the top rope like suicide dive stuff like that which is like incredible to see from a guy that big because he's Arguably, like he's probably not as tall as Taker, but he's a lot thicker set. He's built. Yeah. So I mean, it is. It's impressive to see. And I mean, the thing with any wrestling and any main eventer is the crowd need to buy it. Yeah. And would they buy Mike Awesome in that role? And I kind of want to say yes. I mean, I mean, if you say if you put him in the Fed right now. Yeah. And. Basically, exchange him for Big Show. So Gladly. when you had Big Show had that that run recently yeah. as champ, it didn't really work. But they're now sort of going towards him and Rock. Yeah, awesome and Rock. You could see awesome being the type of guy that's going to lob Rock around. Yeah, and yeah, he ain't gonna ain't gonna cut the promos. Yes, he can work a good promo, but he isn't going to be up there with Rock level promos. No, but you would you could see him saying enough to make you want to see the rock kick his ass. Yeah. So you know. Yeah, I mean he'd work with. I mean if Stone Cold comes back, he'd work well with another Austin, main event yeah. or with Austin. Yeah. I mean you can see him going against the Undertaker. You can see him potentially going against Kane. Yeah. You can see. I mean I know they've just done the retirement thing with Mick Foley, haven't they? But Cactus Jack is back. Yeah, but I mean, he lost his Rumble match, didn't he? Yeah, he lost right. the Rumble match, but who's to know whether there'll be anything else yeah. coming out from next so, I mean, you, I mean, both of them are Japanese deathmatch guys. Like, yeah. Imagine them having a street fight oh. at Mania or something like that. Oh. The sort of shit they do to each other. That could be fucking incredible to watch. You could, I mean, granted, I said he doesn't need a mouthpiece in ECW. Yeah. But in the Fed, obviously, it's a different ball game. So, I mean, you could potentially put him with somebody. Quite who that would be, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, you could see him working. You could see him... I think he'd work really... I think he could potentially work really well. Uh, WCW, again. Like, obviously, they lost a lot of... They've lost a lot of workers. They lost a lot of their work rate, guys. And, and with Benoit, you've got somebody who's then broke into the main event. Well, they've given his title, didn't yeah. they, the night he fucking left. Yeah, so you got that. you got a sneeze building up. <laughs> <laughs>
No, um, I did lean into the microphone for that. Thank you, everyone with headphones. Now, um, yeah, so I mean, you've got guys like that. You've got, so they lost Guerrero, who's a good work, great guy. Yeah. Benoit, Satin, Malenko, all great. All would have had decent matches with Mike Awesome. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the thing is, you Shane could, Douglas as well. Yeah. You could almost bring an ECW V2 type version feud. Yeah. To Shane Douglas versus Mike Awesome yeah. in WCW. Because that would be a good match that I'd yeah. like to see. And the thing is, we've seen him work with a smaller guy. And obviously, yeah. Ray had his thing with Nash yeah. last year, obviously, where he lost his mask. Yeah. But you could see Ray and Awesome. Mm. Billy Kidman is another one who should have a good yeah. program with somebody like Awesome. But the thing awesome is, Awesome could... then goes and. Because the thing is, in a match like that, Awesome then goes and does one of his big fuck off jumps. Yeah. And they go, oh shit, this is the shit the cruiserweights do. Yeah. yeah this yeah. fucker's doing it. Cruiserweight with gigantism. I told you about that because I think I thought it was hilarious. No one else did. That, that one got roped off the booking idea list right away. But yeah, it's 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 one of those of I'd, I'd hope that he stays around, but I don't see him lasting more than six months. Now. No, I mean it's you never know. As I say, it depends if if they if their TNN deal really becomes successful and starts working, well, TNN start giving them a bit more money. You say on they, they are the mean, most they were the most watched show on TNN for the past three weeks with over half a million viewers. Yeah. Which yes, but in that's the grand not, scheme of yeah, things isn't massive. Yeah, that's not massive. Dent in Nitro or Raw, is it? But on on a whole, they are the most watched show on that whole network. Yeah. So you know, is it because there's not the exposure behind the network is why they don't have bigger numbers? Because clearly the people that are, that know of TNN are oh, watching TNN, yeah. ECW. Yeah. You know, it's one of those of like if over here, you know, if you put something on BBC One or ITV. You'll get fucking eyes on it. Yeah. If you put it on Channel Five, not so yeah, much. Yeah, not so much. Yeah. So, it it's one of those of looking at it. You just don't know. But I'm looking at obviously where we were with the pay per view this this month. Both of us went. Oh, it was solid, but it wasn't. It's missing amazing. that spark. Like I think I think. Do this we, pay-per-view, I think you really noticed that Taz and the Dudleys are no longer there. Yeah, and we didn't have Candido and Sonny. We no. didn't have... All right, yes, they're not on the same level as like the other people talking about, but Balls and Axel. Yeah. You know... A lot of the ECW mainstays. The main, either the mainstays that are there or the people that have been about that have the name. And yeah, the, and the, the, association. the association that sort of goes yeah. with it. Whereas, you know, yeah, I'm all up for Doring and C.W. Anderson and Kid Cash and all that getting time on a pay-per-view. Yeah. But they are homegrown lads that have only really been seen for the past, at most, six months. Mm. We we are in a very big transition period. Yeah. Would it, would it pay for, I don't know whether Paul's got any money, obviously this acclaimed game coming out next month, you know, if that does... Gangbusters on the PlayStation. Mm. Will they see some some yeah. money coming from the N64 as well, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, that they can then spend a bit of money and get. Is it coming out in the UK or is it just the US? Yeah, it is coming out in the UK. Yeah. I do have my pre-order in mm. electronics boutique. 
I might pop to Andy's records and see if they've got it. Does Andy's records still exist? Yes, in it does. It was still there. I, I shall pop to Virgin Megastore yes. in, in that new Fangled Castle now. <laughs> Did you know it's coming out on the Dreamcast too? Oh, cheeky. I just can't afford a Dreamcast. No. I've um, still got my Mega Drive, look. Eee. Yeah. Or Genesis for our American listeners. Yeah, it's a fucking Mega Drive. <laughs> fucking Genesis. But yeah, it's it's one of those. I've, I don't know whether, obviously, we, we always hear about ECW and money not being as. Cash flow, I mean, any company that is looking to expand and expand rapidly cash flow is always going to be a big problem the problem with the the main problem is how the pay-per-view model is done in the states yeah because obviously they have to pay all their upfront fees at first but they don't end up getting the money back from the pay-per-view yeah and i mean it can be for six up months. to six months yeah and it's not only that i mean ecw is going to struggle with sponsorship yeah where wcw and the fed can have, have sponsors, spon- sponsors have, for yeah like snickers presents or kfc spot presents of them, or, spot yeah. of the match shit yeah do you know what i mean or fucking slim jims at the ring post and yeah. shit like that which is like you're not going to get that with ecw because i mean the brand is so niche that it's not got that mainstream appeal that the fed has at this moment and yeah wcw had two years previous like, yeah it has dropped so far down the totem pole and um, wcw that, that it's almost potentially spurring Heyman on to try and make ecw that much more than it currently is yeah he's obviously got delusions of grandeur and wants it oh, to be this big yeah. over which fuck this is an admirable trait in anybody but yeah. i mean you've also got to have that pinch of realism with it but it's the thing it's like what do ECW do to make 2000? Because the thing is, 1999 was easily the best year ECW have had. And if they'd have had more people watching TV and had the audiences that Raw gets or Nitro gets, would have been America's number one probably last year. Because they had all the fucking best matches. They had the fucking best tag team in the Dudleys for the beginning part of the year. RBD last year was fucking immense. Production values holds them back a lot. But it is that M- it does have very much the nine- late nineties MTV look that yeah. is, in a way, current. And if you look at what the Fed are doing, yeah, some of the stuff the Fed are doing now. But the Fed have got better cameras and better. Do, yes, editing. they do have better ca- cameras, and better editing. Right. But they are taking ideas from what ECW have been doing. Yeah, but I mean the thing is you can take an idea from what ECW are doing and if you've got a budget you will do it better yeah and that is ECW's ultimate issue is their production is the sub- best they can afford it's subpar like yeah. there's no two ways about it it's not good the, the camera quality isn't good enough for mainstream television it's, yeah. a, it's a simple fact it's just not you look at it compared to WCW and the Fed yeah granted they are a lot smaller so they're not going to have that budget but you've got to make sure you're using that budget in the right areas when you do have it and I think production is a big part of that because like if you're not a huge wrestling fan but you tune in if you see it on TV you'd probably take one look at that and go oh, this looks a bit yeah it, it, so does, it does production value wise it cheapens the actual product yeah 
but it's I think I think the big thing this year that ECW really need to do is keep hold of some of the guys they have got. I was going to say sign Mantar, but fine, go for it. <laughs> yes, they can sign Mantar, but they need to keep people like Lance Storm. I yeah. think Raven needs to stay there because he gives he gives an edge of credibility and an and a known yeah. factor. I think keeping my Gorson will help. Yeah, I think if Candido can get clean, mm. well, I yeah. think he is a massive asset for yeah. them. But are his demons too much? Because obviously, if you think he's still yes, he's still there in name. But we haven't seen him in the past few months because no, him and Tammy are trying to yeah. going through rehab and everything else that's going on yeah. with them too. Yeah. You know, I mean they've got to keep what they've got, but they do also need to build, try and. Yeah. I think they need like one, maybe two. I say bigger, big names. Yeah. But a bit of known recognition. Yeah, yeah. Just to sort of bump it over the edge with with the casuals. With the yeah. people that are, haven't been there for as long as some of us have, that know fucking everything there is to know about Tommy Dreamer and Sandman's yeah, exactly. And all that. Yeah, I mean Raven will have that name recognition for people that are watching WCW two years back. Yeah, um, like you've got guys like they're not going to necessarily know who Tommy Dreamer is because he's never really been anywhere else, is he? No. Um, See, Sandman had a a short spell as hack obviously in WCW yeah. but again that was for a cup of coffee when it yeah. wasn't really long um, you've got Lance Storm I think is incredibly important to keep because he's another one who could I, easily uh, end up in either of the other twos straight away straight yeah, into, yeah. The mid, into the mid card oh, you can sit again titles. intercontinental US yeah um, like I know Angle's relatively new in the Fed but you can see him and Lance Storm having. Oh, like, I have thought of that. They're both. Their characters are almost. The same. Yeah. They're so Two faces of the same coin. Yeah. They're both these serious individuals who, like, I oh, know I'm. Like, obviously, Kurt Angle is a 1980s baby face, so everyone fucking yeah. hates him. And you've got Mr. Serious from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Now, those two, they both have a very technical style. They'd oh. mesh really fucking well. I, I didn't think of that as a yeah. match that I want to see, but now, now I you fucking do. do. Yeah. And, I mean, you could also, I mean, imagine Lance Storm going against Bret Hart. Yeah. Would also be a fucking winner winner chicken dinner, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, so you could see him working in both WCW and the Fed. Um, again, they're a lot more personality driven, so would that hold him back? But then, do you just make the fact? I was going to say, do you make the fact he doesn't have a personality his gimmick? Yeah, you just you just you make him Mister fucking Mister Monotone, Mister Serious. Just like the only thing he ever does is say that he is from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Because my only concern is if he signed with the Fed, he'd be doing dance competitions against Rikishi within six months. I don't. But I mean, him and Benoit will have some absolute fucking oh, corkers as well. Yes. I should book. Him and Jericho again. Jericho. Because obviously well, the, the thrill seekers yeah. back together. Go yeah. against each other. Yeah. Him and Kid. Oh, X Puck. Yeah. I mean. See, this is why I don't want us to go though, but I really want it to end up in the bed. Yeah, well, the thing for the is, is, of the everyone. problem is, most, of, most dream matches that are out there 
with ECW stars aren't against other ECW stars. No. Because they've got such a small roster. We've seen Anything it. that you class as a dream match, not only have we seen it, we've probably seen it a dozen times in the last 18 months. Yeah. So you do end up fantasy booking to a degree because that's what you're left with when you've got such a shallow roster pool as ECW. Yeah. Like, in a way, would they... Would ECW benefit from having one-shot deals with guys that were in the Fed, that were in WCW? Like like Dusty Rhodes, come in for two, three months, have a feud yeah. with a Carino, or a Lance Storm, it- or an RVD, or a Sabu, or a Tommy Dreamer, or a Raven. Put those guys over and then it, leave. It's the thing. Like, it's like, would that be beneficial? It's with this Carino and Dreamer, or Carino and Dusty uh, yeah. bit. I think if yeah, if he's only here for a couple of months, yeah. and you put Carino over him, yeah, it's a it's. If you look at people, if you fucking go say to someone who lived through the eighties and watched wrestling, yeah, name me four wrestlers from the eighties: Hogan, Dusty, Flair, Macho. Are who they're gonna say? You've got one of the fucking the biggest. Magnum guys. TA, mate. Come on. <laughs> Midnight Riders, come on. Ta- Al- Terry is not going to be in a ring anytime soon. You egg sucking dog. <laughs> Terry Funk, another 80s ledge. But yeah, it's that thing. Why is we not in a Terry Funk t shirt? I'm going to correct this right now. Uh, but it's one of those, it's just, I think, I think they need, if, if they can afford it and can do it, like they have with Dusty, is get maybe someone in just even if it's short term just to put over and just make better but I do, I do think they do need to expand the, the roster going forward yeah, with, and with a little said, bit more name talent not yeah, just with the budget they've currently got I don't think that's entirely feasible um, in all honesty I just don't think it's something that's going to happen but you never know the thing is, it is it is their year to push on. Yeah. Because I said last year they were fucking amazing. They got the TV deal. They're on national TV now. It is that it is that time for them to to push on and go forward. So that will bring to a close this month's show. Um, as always, if you have enjoyed, go on to Patreon for one solitary dollar a month. Uh, you will get our eternal gratefulness and we will uh, obviously help to keep the lights on Mr. Yarl, have you got anything that you want to share with the, with the group? Uh, don't do drugs winners don't do drugs you would know this if you ever played any Data East arcade games from the 1980s yes and uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter I occasionally post once every three months it's at Yally79 I am hilarious uh, you can follow Chris at Lacey five 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 six six six. Is that correct? Yeah. And obviously, don't forget to follow the Wrestling Twenty Years Ago social media as well. And just give us some money on Patreon, you fucking tight fucks. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, at volume one this month is the Rumble. Uh, volume two is sold out, and uh, we'll be back again next month with some more. Bye.